0: Welcome to today's episode of the Ain't That Good podcast with Chelsea, Keisha, Brandy, Tanya, and you. Today we are breaking down generosity, and you are going to want to stick around to the very end of this episode. Due to the generosity of a friend of the Ain't That Good podcast, we have an exciting announcement. So pull up a chair and join us as we reframe life one conversation at a time. Hey, my givers. Hi, friends. Hey, hello. In the season of giving, we are entering the season of giving.
1: That's right. Hey, listen, life's going good. I turned 40. So there's that. <gasps> yes, you <gasps> yeah, do. So listen, the Lord gave me my 40th year. Listen, my friends and my family are amazing. I was surprised by a kidnapping to a restaurant I really wanted to go to <laughs> uh, called funny. the Ginger Root in Sampson, Alabama. Absolutely fabulous. Uh, my husband did a spectacular job planning all that, and then basically I just rode the birthday wave for like the next ten days. I ate every cake, every cookie, blew every candle, yes. and um, got sent some wonderful, wonderful <laughs> gifts. And then we finished it off with a day at the beach, so it was absolutely perfect. Love it. What do y'all? What be about you, Tom?
2: So I'm going to let Brandy go first. Okay. So Tanya and I, um, because of some generosity, also was able to uh, attend a Dallas Cowboys. Yes, we did together, together. with together. another sweet
0: friend and, and friends. It
2: was the coolest experience, possibly one of the coolest of my entire life. It was. Un- <laughs> I felt like I was in a movie the yes. whole time I was there. I was. I can't believe this is happening to me i can't believe this is happening to me can you what in the what is going on it was almost i just couldn't contain it it was incredible it was way more than i ever could have thought it was going to be like honestly i
0: agree it was just it just was a refreshment to my soul we had the best time we literally did dinner both nights (laughs) we were there for about three to three and a half hours we would go up to the room and Bob would say, you ladies sure like to talk. And I said, yeah, we had a lot that we wanted to fit in and talk about. It is but true. he had some long lingering dinners, which I'll know is one of my things I've listed as one of my delights when we did the delight Amen. episode. So that was it, it really, truly was just a sheer delight. So that was fun. We did Dallas Cowboys. We're going to tell you a little bit about where we stayed and our here to there because it is definitely a here to there. But I have another big thing that happened to me. This past week, tell us. I got I got a tattoo. Yes, yes, I did. <laughs> right. I mean, all Southern Baptist ladies need at least one or two tattoos, right?
1: I think if it's not on your lower back, it's kosher. <laughs>
0: so, getting a tattoo on my wrist, and it says "Even if" from Daniel three eighteen. And one of my favorite Bible verses of all time that, you know, God is able, but even if he doesn't do things exactly like I want him to do, he is still good and he is still yeah. worthy. And so it's actually in my daughter's handwriting. So I really, I love it. I absolutely love it. It mm. looks so good. It looks so good. Thank you. What about
3: you, Keish? Uh, well, y'all are watching the Dallas Cowboys. I was watching the providence christian high school eagles so pretty much the same experience um <laughs> yes same thing i had a suite right oh. on the side you know i was just right there close to the action uh, but in all seriousness <laughs> i have uh, twin nephews twin 17 year old nephews who this was their uh last home game so it was senior night. So I got to see them. It's kind of getting real that they're going off to college. So it was a little sad, but also fun and exciting for them. Um, so we had a good time. That was a fun, a fun night.
0: That is fun.
1: So let's delve into some generosity. Why don't we? You know, the holiday season is upon us. Uh, the beautiful thing is generosity can be practiced 12 months of the year. But during the holiday season, I always feel like it's a little bit more poignant. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk about, first of all, what is generosity? Tanya kind of laid out generosity for us. Tanya, will you lay it out for us?
0: Yes. So, you know, I'm I'm a little bit of a nerd. So I like to always kind of define the topic of the moment. So in kind of digging into that definition uh, and from a biblical perspective, Generosity essentially is a voluntary, unforced, and unselfish sacrifice of time, money, attention, or other resources, and here's the kicker, solely for the benefit of another. It is Mm. not a give-to-receive kind of thing. It is solely for the benefit of another.
1: So what does that look like on a day-to-day basis? I'm so glad that you mapped it out like that, because as I thought about generosity, I thought about ways to give. And I thought about time, words, service, uh, gifts, and touch. Any mm. of those sound familiar? That's so They're awesome. the, they're I the love five love languages. Yes, <laughs> yes. And I thought, you know, does anything go outside of those categories of generosity?
0: Mm, That's good.
1: Now, there is one outlier, and I'm going to come back around to it at the end of the episode. But as far as when I think about generosity, those are all the different ways that I can give selflessly. Um, Giving denotes action. I want to bring up the point
0: that as women, all four of you on this podcast with me right now, you give at levels every single day. You give of yourself at work, you give of yourself as a wife, you give of yourself as a mother. And one thing that as I was studying giving and generosity this week is giving denotes an action, but generosity is an action is actually an attitude of the heart. So we mm. give on a regular basis. That is something that sometimes it's a requirement, sometimes it's an obligation, sometimes it's a responsibility. However, generosity is that next level that it's giving out of a completely selfless place. And when you have been the recipient of someone giving to you, not because they had to, but just because they wanted to, just because it was their delight, their delight becomes your delight. So do any of you have an example where someone's generosity, not just their giving to you, but their generosity to you really changed your day or your month or your year or maybe even your life. I'll tell you one of the times that generosity
3: blew me away the most and it was right after we adopted our son, our gym family, gosh, I just felt the tears well up, but I think I'm good. Um, our gym family showed up at the gym with basically they did like a baby shower for mm. us after we adopted him. And we had... So many cards, mm-hmm. so many gifts. I mean, they had a cake, they had everything. And I just, I remember before that moment, always wondering, you know, how would it feel to have a baby shower? Not, you know, thinking oh, I'll never get one of those. Well, I didn't, but I got an adoption shower. And when I tell you that we have so, so many Target gift cards, like that kid had everything he needed <laughs> for the next year because of the amount of Target gift cards, but it was just I mean, truly, incredibly generous. And that's each beautiful. handwritten
2: note was incredible.
1: Mm.
3: That is truly beautiful.
2: And I can it, tell a story if you like also to yes. put off that. Um, so whenever John and I inherited uh, the church and became lead pastors, we, we kind of inherited a little bit of a mess. And it, that's neither here nor there. But. Long story short, found out that the church was $4,000 in the bank and payroll was about to come out. And so John went to uh, to talk to his grandma. She wanted to pray over him. She was proud of him and and all this. Well, he didn't mention anything about the finances that he had just found out about. He just came back from the bank. And um, grandma prayed for him, which just doting over him and just really, you know, affirming God's call on his life. And then she's like, you know, J.D., that's what she called him, J.D., She's like, you know, J.D., the Lord told me to be setting some money aside over the last few years. And um, I didn't really know what for, but I know now. And so she went and she dug out the envelope where she had been sticking money back uh, throughout the years. And it was enough money to put the church at a positive and to pay for payroll and put us $2,000 in the good. And had that, I'm being really honest, had that not happened, our church would
1: not be a church. That's amazing. That is amazing. I love that story because Beverly Ann Dowdy, a.k.a. Bad, is truly generous because she has a pool and all of these crazy middle-aged people like us are always trying to come over there and jump in that pool. And she's like, have at it. There's some Capri Sun in the refrigerator. Go for it. She is so generous um, with her home. It's wonderful.
2: And Mina and Doug have just kind of followed things uh, in that alongside her, her It's just really incredible. So yeah. Generosity changes lives
0: and continues to change lives
2: in our church. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: And I love how when you give with one intended area of mind, maybe you want to, you know, generously give to a physical need or a relational lead, it actually carries over into every single realm. The physical becomes spiritual and the spiritual becomes relational. Relational becomes mental and emotional. And I love (laughs) that it all connects just through one simple act. And the things that you and Keisha Brandy both just shared were big acts, but it can be such a small thing that just helps someone see that they are seen and that they are affirmed and that someone there recognizes that they have space in this world.
2: That's right. Yep.
1: So how do we stifle generosity? What are we up against? Hmm. There's a list here that Tanya's set out for us. Selfishness, comparison, greed, conceit, lust of the flesh, giving to get, laziness, lack of margin. I'm going to add legalism in here. <clears throat> i'm going to oh, add religiosity in here if you want to stifle some grace throw a little legalism in there oh come on if you want to be truly generous of the heart love love a sinner because guess what we all won wow come that's on That's that for us yes yes uh the world says your life for mine generosity says my life i'll give it for yours that is the anthem of Jesus Christ. Mm. How do we battle against that, ladies? I I put on there, you know, lack of margin
3: as one of my biggest issues with being generous just because personally, I felt like that was uh, the one for me is because I have every hour as a one. I've got every hour mapped out. I know exactly where I'm going to be. And so I don't build margin into my day a lot of time, which automatically means I can't be generous with my time because I haven't set that side time aside. And so just like if you want to be generous with the budget, right, you've got, to, you've got to build room in for that. I need to do that with my time as well. Good point. If I want to make sure that I can give people, if somebody needs five minutes to give me an ear to tell me what they're struggling with, I need to make sure that I've got that margin in there. Right. So that was something that really uh, convicted me
0: when I was thinking about generosity. That is so practical. I love that. Uh, Tim Keller has a podcast and I have listened to it before. I re-listened to it today and it's called the generosity of scarcity. What I love about this podcast is a lot of times I think we can have a mentality that generosity somehow is going to lead us to poverty. That if if we if we give sacrificially, and he he talks about there's three aspects to giving that you should give sacrificially, not just out of surplus, that you should give joyfully because you want to, not because you have to, and that you should give graciously with the spirit right. of kindness and in in pleasant mentality. And what he talks about in the generosity of scarcity is generosity will never leave you to poverty. It's going to lead you to places of abundance. Someone put on our sheet, um, those basically who give are going to reap generously. And mm-hmm. one thing that Tim talks about is sometimes the most beautiful place to give out of is just where you don't have a lot to give and you are giving sacrificially. And that just brings a whole nother level of sacrifice, just like Christ did for us. He came and he gave his life for us. So when we are willing to give in the heart of God, it it changes lives. He gave his life so that we could change lives. He gave generously, demonstrated that to us so that we can then give generously.
1: Honey, I love that. I also listened to a Tim Keller pos- uh, podcast on generosity. Did you prepare? I didn't listen to that one. <laughs> um, I Gosh, now I wish I had. Uh, you know, Keisha, before you have talked about Philippians 2. Philippians 2 is probably my favorite chapter in the New Testament, but it is such a wonderful picture of the generosity that Jesus Christ extends to us. Could you read for us Philippians 2, 3, and 4? Okay, Philippians 2, 3, and 4. Do nothing from
3: selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility regard others as better than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others.
1: So when we hear and meditate on that verse, how do we pick apart the lie versus the truth? How do we pick apart what the world tells us versus what God tells us? The world tells me if I don't look out for me, no one else
0: will. Yep. If I'm spending my resources, my time, my money, my energy, my effort on someone else, then what will I have left? Yeah.
3: When the world tells you those resources are yours,
0: mm-hmm. you know, I
3: worked for this, I earned this. Instead yeah. of no, I'm a steward of this that God has given me. Yes, he's blessed my work and given me this, or yes, he's blessed my efforts.
1: I love that reframe when you start to think of everything as as gods and you are just yep. a manager for all of his assets. Wow. Yeah. It really allows you to hold everything with an open palm to your paycheck, to your house, to land, to even your children. When they start to come into their own and say, hey, I think I want to do some mission work or hey... I- it allows you to say, you know, Lord, these are your kids. How can I be generous with them for sure. the call that you have on their life? And I, I want to think about,
0: and you three ladies to think about a time we've talked about when we have been the recipient of generosity, but when you have been the giver of a generous act. In Proverbs eleven twenty five, it says, a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. I love how Keisha shared that sometimes lack of margin might be a deterrent. That totally is for me too. But when whenever I allow myself the margin and whenever I do serve others in that capacity, there is nothing more energizing. There is nothing more fulfilling than to meet a need, to extend a hand, to give a word of encouragement to someone who's unexpecting it in some way, and you're able to meet them there at their point of need. There really is nothing that brings more joy. And really, I don't think anything in me that just really reveals the heart of God. It just really opens up that wide crack in me and stirs my heart just to really understand the goodness and the kindness of God that he sent his son to die for me. How, I mean, talk about generosity and that every day he continues out of his grace to love a sinner like me. Well,
2: you know, it's really easy to be generous uh, with people that you're really close to and that you feel deeply for, but it's, and you guys may be better than me, but it is, there are some people it's very hard to rearrange my schedule for the 18th hundredth time <laughs> because they need a second or fill in the blank like you know what i'm saying and so when we start talking about the generosity of the father literally giving his son i mean i love y'all but i ain't giving you tyler like, exactly. i ain't giving it up my son yeah and these are for people who us sinners like not good people like you know what I'm saying? So when you mm-hmm. were saying that, Tanya, I was just kind of like, gosh, like you all, that's easy for me. I take great delight. And yeah, you know what? I'll cancel an appointment or four. You know, I'll cancel a whole day of, of clients. And if you need to meet, I'm going to be there. There's no question, like no second thought about it. But there's other people I'm going to give second thoughts of. But I'm so thankful that Jesus didn't give a second thought. Mm. <laughs> That's a good word. You know what I'm saying? Like gosh, that's a next level of generosity that I don't know that I will ever ever fully be able to attain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As a as a human being, I don't know that I'll ever be able to attain that. Mm-mm. So as we reframe this and we do
0: steward everything we have as just a gift that we have been given, a gift that we have been given to share. Now what? How do we put that into practice, particularly like Chelsea said, giving is something we should be doing 365 days a year. Generosity is something that should be at the forefront of our mind at all times because it is the heart of God. But particularly going into the holiday season, there is just numerous opportunities to show generosity. There really is no end of opportunities you you can have to donate or to serve or to show kindness to others. So how do we put that into practice? What are some practical ways that we can begin to incorporate generosity into our lives?
1: Before we answer that, we're gonna go to here to there. Ooh, nice. Because I think this is a great opportunity for you to talk more about the generosity extended to you guys this past weekend. Would you share with us, Brandy and Tanya?
0: So Brandy and I, when we were in Dallas, um at this past weekend with some friends we actually stayed at the gaylord texan which was brandy and my first time to actually stay at the gaylord and let me Can tell you give something a little context to that
2: time please please uh, tyler and my son tyler and john as we were pulling up tyler spots this huge place <laughs> and he thought it was a stadium and he got his phone out he was like that's that's a stadium that's a stadium." it starts to take a picture no, it wasn't the stadium. It's where we stayed. Continue on. <laughs> that is great context.
0: Yes, it is. So literally, this is a city within itself. We arrived at the Gaylord on Friday around lunchtime and literally did not leave the premises until we attended the Cowboys game on Sunday at lunchtime. So for 48 hours, we were at the Gaylord, but there are restaurants, there's a spa, there's shopping, there's just all kinds of things to do. If you have kids, they have activities for kids that they can attend. So starting November the 10th, they are also going to be starting their Christmas season and they do just this huge ice, I don't even know what you call it, I mean there's ice skating, there's ice sculptures, there's like these tubing things you can go down um, on the ice and it's just a winter wonderland sight to behold when we were there it was decorated for fall which spoke straight to my heart because we all know how much i love pumpkins and i was saying something about all the pumpkins and i said brandy did you see the pumpkins and she was like no
2: (laughs) i didn't see the first pumpkin and they were
0: everywhere, literally everywhere. But Work. this place is beautiful and it is truly a great place to go for a family, for a weekend, for a getaway. Highly recommend. And we will definitely link the Gaylord Texan in the show notes. Tanya, can
3: we also link the Gaylord Nashville? Because that would be a lot closer for yes. our Alabama folks. And they do all those same things at Christmas. I've never been, but I've heard it's so
0: fun to go at Christmas time. Absolutely. Hey, I will link both. Don't forget the spa. Yes. The spa. We don't want to hear about the spa. <laughs> we we need Brandy <laughs> to tell you about the spa.
2: Well, I mean, we just learned a lot. We decided that we were going to go in the sauna. And I, you know, I've been in the sauna. So I was like, I think I'm just going to, I'll skip that part. We go Is this G-rated? And yeah, no. We, <laughs> we won't tell all of it. The spa was awesome. Had great facials. And I learned a lot.
0: Thank you so much for sharing. Mm -hmm. I I will say that I entered the sauna in my robe and quickly thought I was going to have a heat stroke. So I did have to Ah. exit (laughs) and find a towel. But yes, Ah. the sauna was, was well. It was good. All right. So back to Chelsea, what were you asking us? I believe you were asking us about a call to action and how did we practically put
1: generosity into practice. So generous with your words. Thank (laughs) you for that (laughs) remembrance. (laughs) My pleasure. Yes. So what's the call to action? How do we practice it? Now, we talked about the five love languages and how those could also be the five languages of generosity. So this is my plug for the sixth love language or the sixth way to show generosity. And that is being generous with your reputation. Ooh, are you willing what? to give your rep- reputation away for the good of someone else? Oh, what does that look like? Oh, so That's neat. the number one person I think of in Scripture, besides Jesus, is Mary, mm. because mm-hmm. in order for really Mary spell. to be the mother. Of the Mm -hmm. son of man. Mm -hmm. She had to give away her whole life. She had to give up her reputation. She was already poor. She was already a woman. She was young. Likely she was uneducated. The one thing that she had to sort of hold on to societal norms and coming up in society was to be pure To be a good Jewish girl and to be married to a good Jewish man. And so when the angel came down and said, Mary, you are chosen. Mary had a choice. And she said, let it be to me as you have said. And right then and there, she gave her whole life away. And the world was never going to be the same because everybody knew that timelines as far as pregnancy were not matching up with Joseph because they weren't married yet, which meant she basically said, I will be a societal outcast in ways for the rest of my life, but I'm going to lay down my life for this child. And you know what, moms, we have the choice to do that every day too. We may not have the, the son of man coming in utero, but as mothers we give away our bodies we give away our love we give away our time we give away our sleep and one of the things as far as parenting especially as our kids get older there comes there's going to come a point for all of us and probably many points where in public you know our child might need correction or anything like that and we have a choice to either preserve our reputation in that instance or really tuck in and bring our kid in and say, I don't care what anybody else thinks of me, I'm going to cover you. And that's real hard to do in the moment when you think, oh my goodness, my kid's you know, really screwed up or this really looks bad. You got to decide at that point, whose side am I on? Am I on my own reputation side or am I going to be generous with my reputation and give it away? Okay, so
0: that got me. That was That was a good word. And I had never thought about it from that aspect. What what an interesting scenario that that is how Jesus chose to come to the earth. I mean, that kind of ask, that full surrender of Mary. And, you know, I've heard the Christmas story a hundred times. And, of course, I've contemplated the fact of being a young girl and people not understanding and questioning your character. But what an act of generosity. I'd never thought of it like that. And then you think about Jesus who spent so much of his ministry eating, dining, interacting with people like me. I mean, people like the Pharisees would have been going, Jesus, why are you having dinner at Tanya's house? I mean, do you know what she's capable of? I mean, she is the worst of the worst. She is a sinner. And yet Jesus was always willing to generously risk his reputation Mm -hmm. in order to change my life, your life. And I'd never thought about that with Mary. I mean, mm, that
1: that gets me. I got to say something, okay, about the three mamas that I'm on here with. They are all incredible mothers that gladly give their reputation away. within their motherhood in many other ways too but specifically over this like honestly I mean Keisha I've told you this before but Keisha she said I love this little boy and I know that there's a possibility that he may have some major health concerns even as he gets older and Keisha if you want to talk a little bit about that but Guys, she gave her life over in the most beautiful way. And I just delight in watching her with her son. It's fantastic. Brandy has her own story. None of us come into this motherhood thing in a normal way. You know, we think we do, we don't. But if you're a woman and you're giving your life away, you have children. They may not have physically come out of your body. But that is one of the most wonderful ways as women we can be generous with our lives, is to give it away, especially to the next generation.
3: Oh, Chelsea, I thought we were just going to be talking about like gifts and presents. So
0: <laughs> This is taking a turn. <laughs> that Evan, was we're all in tears. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I see y'all. I see you just know, Girlfriends, get some girlfriends that see you. Well, I don't, where do we go from here? My gosh,
3: I don't even know what to say. I'm like, oh, well.
1: We have so much scripture built in here. We've got the good Samaritan. We've got the parable, parable of the workers in the vineyard. We've got God loves a cheerful giver. Whoever sows mm-hmm. generously will also reap generously. God gives so much more and so should we, Matthew seven ten. Salvation is the ultimate demonstration of generosity. Yes, indeed. Generosity is the vessel through which comes the greatest benefit to others and spiritual health to ourselves. Okay, we talked about mental health. I I told Brandy last week. I said, I think generosity is one of the ways we can get ourselves out of a mental fog. Mm-hmm. It's one ways to turn our sight from inward to outward and focus on other people's needs. Can you speak to that, B?
2: I mean 100% I cannot agree anymore. There's lots of research that shows people who are battling with depression. One thing that they that's highly recommended is that people get out and volunteer and serve and be a part of their community and be mm-hmm. part of something that's greater than themselves um, to get that perspective off of self onto others and recognizing that, hey, I may not feel like I can change my situation, but I might just be able to contribute to someone else and then in turn... Is that
1: whole, hey, I'm sowing, but I don't realize how much I'm actually reaping here. That's good. There's some studies out there that show that even patients that are in nursing home facilities, if those patients are given a plant to pour into and take care of, overall those patients have a longer, healthier lifespan. Because they have a purpose. They have something to give to. So I was just sitting
0: here looking back through, because this is officially our last episode of season two. I was just sitting here looking back at episodes that we've done actually through seasons one and two, and of all the topics we have discussed, everything from mental health to hospitality, to kindness, to delight, to our words for the year, really the manifestation of all of those things shows up in generosity. It is the culmination, really, of all of those episodes that we have essentially done and reframed for the last two seasons. And you're right it,
2: girl it's, look it's the gospel for god so loved the world that he gave that he it gave son that whoever believes in him and <laughs> not yeah. perish but have everlasting
1: life mm-hmm. he gave so we can guess what guys it's done he gave it all you have to do is accept the invitation that's what Christianity is. It's not what you do to live a good life. It's what God already did what? and gave. Yeah. It's done. Done. God's already sent out the letter, like the greeting, the invitations in the mail. Just accept it. Jesus Christ, fully man, fully God, fully generous, laid his life down. All we got to do is believe in him. Before we go to what's for dinner,
0: you ladies made some great notations about practical ways to reveal God's heart and practice generosity. And if I could just read a few of those, because they really did spark in me. You know, sometimes it's things that we may know, but it never hurts to be reminded. We made notes on here to volunteer, to mentor, donate, make time to listen to a friend in need. We all have people that are fighting a battle that we may or may not know anything about. And just taking a time to reach out. Sometimes I don't do that because I feel like I don't want to be intrusive. Mm -hmm. But you will never err on the side of generosity. And to truly reach out to someone is an act of generosity. One of the things that we put on here is say no to good so you can say yes to the best. Sometimes I struggle being generous because I say yes to too many things, and if I had just really taken the time to prayerfully discern, is this something that God is putting in my box right now, or is this something that Tanya's putting in her box, then I don't allow myself time to be generous because I'm so spread thin. Be alert to the needs of others around you. Sometimes I just stick my head down and go because I've got a busy schedule, because a checklist I need to get through. And it yep. makes me not alert to people around me, but really just making time to see, to see the people that are around you. Generosity is contagious. That's another thing I love about generosity. I don't yeah. know if you've ever been in line and maybe the person in the drive through in front of you pay for your meal. And it's a sweet surprise. But then what do I do? I'm like, oh, well, hey, okay, I'll pay for the car behind me. So it's just a really great thing to see generosity in play. Salvation Army Angel Tree, that is a great way to show generosity and get involved. I'm going to put
3: a plug in for this Salvation Army Angel Tree real quick, because it is the time of year that it's going to start. and You're going to start hearing about it. But through the Salvation Army, you can sponsor a kid. Usually for about $100, you can get the kid clothes, toys, every, you can get everything. And these are kids who are in situations that might not get anything otherwise. It It is my most favorite thing to do this time of year. I absolutely love shopping for this and doing it. So if you can sponsor a kid, it's a great thing to do.
2: So before we go to our what's for dinner, we do want to make an announcement that We had a generous donation um, of a listener of the Ain't That Good podcast. And because of her generosity, we're going to be able to do a lot of great things uh, coming up that we're going to explain in a following episode, uh, a quick snippet that you're not going to want to miss out on um, as there's going to be some giveaways. And we're really excited about just someone being generous enough to do this to bless our listeners and what a blessing that is to us that we're going to reap um, and harvest that as well. And so it's such a cool thing to, to see people actually putting generosity into action. And she was not prompted. It was just the Lord placed her heart and she was obedient. And here we are talking about generosity and how it changes lives. And we hope that it's going to bless you as well. And let me tell you, this is gonna be fun.
0: I mean, this oh, is yeah. gonna be so much fun. I am so excited that we have been provided the means to do this. And we can't wait to tell you about what it is. Uh we want you to just be celebrated this season. And so we are truly excited that we are gonna get to celebrate our listeners in this way.
3: We're gonna be like Oprah. Yeah. You get a car. You, you get, get a, a car. you get a not really. <laughs>
0: well,
3: it's not really a car. Disclaimer: We are not giving away any
1: kias. <laughs> You're supposed to say it real fast with a Disclaimer: We you are not receiving any cars.
3: <laughs> Please do not be expecting any cars at the end of this episode. Thank you for watching.
0: Yeah. It's not a car, but it will still be good. You're gonna love. Oh, it. You're so gonna
3: good. love
2: it.
0: It is that
2: good. It is that, that good. Is. They are.
0: They it are is. that good. We ain't that good, but this is. It's, it's really true. Good. It's speaking uh, of good. <laughs> Speaking of good, I do have what's for dinner. Do so it. what's for dinner is Amanda's white chicken chili. So I like Amanda. Right, Amanda knows stuff when it comes to cooking. I'm going to give a shout out to Amanda, and so I'm going to post her white chicken chili recipe in the show notes. It is, it super. is super easy, very doable, quick for a weeknight dinner. The kids love it. The husbands love it. You are going to love it. And I will post that and it's serve it with some cornbread crackers. Delicious.
1: Guys, I hope you have enjoyed this final episode of the Ain't That Good podcast season two. Know that the upcoming bonus episode is going to be entitled the 12 days of Christmas. Yeah. It will also be found on socials, so keep up with it on the socials because we're going to be posting some pics and telling y'all how it works and how you're going to get the giveaways, the goods. Like and subscribe. We love you guys. Start the generosity machine today. It changes things. It changes people. It changes the world. We love you guys. Love you. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye. Love y'all.